Hey, I'm Kevin Pettit. And I'm Martin Frazier. And we are Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as Lads. Lads. <laughs> Bless you, sneeze to bitch. start the podcast. Woo! All right. Today is January 11th, 2019. Happy Friday, guys. You made it. Oh, my God. It feels like January's been lasting forever. This is horrible, and it's only like the first, second week. Um, Martin, how are you? I'm in South Philadelphia. You are in Charlotte, North Carolina. What is going on, man? Um, I'm actually in Motown, Mo Vegas, Moville, North Carolina right now because... I need to put a brand new slave cylinder into my truck because I don't have a clutch. And after four days mm. of driving around with no clutch, my right mm. hand is literally torn apart. Like, I wish I could send you a picture of it. It looks like I just beat the shit out of my meat for a good 48 hours. But mm. it's time to fix my truck. So I'm caught no, here. No, yeah. I've, I've heard you need a clutch before. Um, so that's good. Well, I'm glad you're going to go get that fixed. But um, are you're sitting in your car right now, right? Oh, yeah. And let me explain to the viewers why. So, obviously, I'm in Mooresville, which is about 30 minutes from my house, so I was going to record at the library, which I've been doing. And -hmm. for the past two fucking weeks, I've gone to the library. There's been this goddamn pedophile with his 12-year-old fucking girlfriend in the goddamn study room where I usually drink beer and talk about soccer. And Mm. I'm not calling him a pedophile because he looks like a pedophile. Which is totally also normal. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's fair. At least that's That's not weird as shit. At least I'm yeah. not fucking a 12-year-old girl like this creep. Like, mm. in all honesty, right before the podcast, I asked Kev if I could rant about this dude for a bit, and the anger hasn't dissipated. I hate this man more no. than anyone else in, in my life right now. All he does is paint his 12-year-old girlfriend's nails, and she paints his nails, and they watch anime together, mm. and I'm about to get commit library homicide. I think we should call the police. Like, if I'm being honest, I think <laughs> we should probably stop this right now. And, um, you know, maybe we're just bringing self-awareness to it. So maybe it's not our responsibility. If you're listening to it, you call the police because now it's your fault if you don't. That's true. So, That's true. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to so, throw one more thing out there. Mm-hmm. Her father yeah. picks her up every single time. Mm. Her, like, 50-year-old father picks him, her up. I, I'll, I'll do some vigilante justice, Kev. Mm. I'll go after yeah. him by myself. There's just some people you just need to put down, and it sounds like this is one of them. So, all right, guys, uh, this is a soccer podcast. Least, <laughs> lest we for, lest we forget. Um, but before we get into that, Martin, what are you drinking for this podcast? Just grabbed some PBRs. I grabbed a nice little six pack mm. of PBRs because I've been drinking those recently. I've been drinking a little bit more bougie beers as of recent mm. because we are trying to be better for the podcast and i had golden monkeys last night and i was just Mm. like fuck no i need water beer give me that water beer Mm. so pbr it is give it a seven an average score yeah just sometimes like you just need that chuggable beer like i need chug beer and like on the weekends i'm like i can't be sitting around day drinking with some bullshit allagash motherfucker you know i need some chuggable miller bud pbr I'll take some Milwaukee's best. It doesn't even. I'm only saying that because I watched Super Bad last night, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the generic beer of choice. And also, can we just say it? Super Bad is the greatest comedy of all time. Like, I like I, I saw this Twitter debate between that and Mean Girls, and then like someone was like, "Oh yeah," and all these Twitter people were saying Mean Girls was way better than Super Bad, and I was like, "Get the fuck Bull. out of my face!" Oh mm-hmm. my god! And like Mean Girls is good. 
like it's a good movie, but it's not like super bad. It's timeless. I mean, the McLovin scene with the ID, like, oh my god, it's just like, what do you seal? <laughs> <laughs> also, it who's is. aged better, Lindsay Lohan or Seth Rogen and Emma Stone? Hit mm. me with them facts. Lindsay Jonah Lohan. Hill, Michael Sarah. You you mean Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah? Yeah, and Emma Stone. Oh yeah, they're in there. Oh yeah, no no no. Yeah. actually, they're they're all in there. You know what? I'm being an asshole right now, but. Um, <laughs> Honestly, like it super bad is like I know that faggle. I know that. <laughs> it's the uh, most relatable movie, I think. It is. It's just it's like a, fuck it's, yeah. It's a, it's a coming of age story where it's like it's not the nerds fucks the cheerleader. It's just like they're like nerdy, but they're not like overly like unathletic weirdos, you know? Like they're just like it's so perfect. Like uh anyway. Also, who can connect to fucking a girl moving from Africa and then immediately joining the hottest girls in school and writing a burn book. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, that never happened to me in high school. I never moved no. from Africa. I never wrote mm. mean shit about people. Yeah. So, I don't relate. Give me super bad or give me death. Yeah, I just I can never relate. If you're one of those people who picks mean girls over super bad, just get just turn this off. But tell your friend about this and subscribe. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm and I'm also drinking the beer I drank on the last podcast. I had I have the Grail Sale Brewing of Rhode Island Wheelhouse because I was lazy and cheap. Um, and I still had two beers left over from it from our previous show. Uh, still pretty good. I actually don't think I gave this a rating, but I give it like a 7.5. Shout out to New England. Um, pretty, pretty cool beer. All right. Let's move on to the opening headlines in the soccer world. Um, good guy Raheem Sterling writing a letter to a young fan facing racial abuse. Um, I put out a tweet earlier from our, uh, our tweeter and pretty much said, like, it's okay, like, to make fun of Raheem Sterling on the field. And Raheem Sterling is a great player in the Premier League. He is his stats speak for themselves, even though he has so many whiffs, so many misses, and he can be it's kind of comical when you think about how good he could be if he doesn't just not get in his own way. Um but anything off the field, the guy has just been fucking pure class. He's just been nothing but just a good stand-up guy, standing up to racism, standing up to all the media criticism with just like, you know, taking it on full force, just being a man about it. And like when he does mess up, he'll be like, yes, I messed up. I understand. And like, you know, I just, my heart goes out to uh, him and this young fan where this is going to live with this young fan forever. You know, like I couldn't even imagine like, meeting my soccer idol at like i don't know how old this kid was but maybe eight to 12 years old i'm not sure but he said like stand up for stand up against this stand up for courage something along those lines it was a very nicely written letter so i just want to give a quick shout out to raheem sterling man city uh good guy raheem i love raz yeah i i think i think raz is one of the trickier players for me to like just because of the teams that he's played for um Mm -hmm. but off the field i have nothing but the highest respect for this man and it actually started my respect for him started back in the world cup when he was subjected to the the media torment whether it's the fact that he has a goddamn gun tattoo or the fact that he bought his mom a house um and Mm -hmm. his responses to just the complete bigotry in the media, as well as the individual um, racial uh, slurs that were hurled at him. His response has always, always, always been professional. It's always been kind, and it's always been above the, you know, idiots, the fucking assholes who want mm-hmm. to subject him to all this. And this this incident actually reminded me a lot of uh, what Steph Curry did about a month ago with that eight-year-old girl who uh, wrote him saying, I, I went on your... Uh, 
your website because you're my idol and I wanted to order some of your shoes. And they weren't there. And Steph Curry took the time to write her back apologizing that um, his shoes were not for sale in girl sizes. And then he changed the entire website to make sure that never happened again. So it's it's incidences like, like that mm-hmm. where professional, um, internationally recognized sports players take time out of their day, take time out of their practice, their obligations, their, f- uh, their fame, and respond to people who, who deserve to be responded to, who, whose life will be changed um, because of that response. And I think Raz did something incredible for this young kid. This young kid will always have in the back of his head, even if he's subjected to racial hurls again, he's like, Raz has got me. Raheem Sterling went through this. Raheem Sterling is one of the best players in the world. Raheem Sterling took time out of his day's day to tell me, rise above, prove to them that you do belong. Fuck that racist asshole. And that's going to change the kid's life. So all in all, in summary, in conclusion, fuck Raheem Sterling, but goddamn is he a great person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we can make fun of Raz all we want in terms of his on the field, as I said before, but off the field world-class guy and you know i i have nothing against him whatsoever if you're a liverpool fan you might call him a snake you might you know uh city fans get mad at him of blown opportunities right in front of net sometimes not as bad as Murata. there's no one on his level but <laughs> um i just uh you know i just like it gives me a little glimmer of hope going into 2019 like god damn it there are good people and the world isn't just filled with just people who are really shitty deep down and everyone's just like horrible you know like the whole like i was trying to say going into 2019 that i want to be less cynical and think people can change and be better and oh, oh also martin i broke my 2019 resolution already i ate fried chicken before this podcast so <laughs> yeah i'm not shocked it. at all kev Dude, i couldn't <laughs> you love it. that shit Dude, I fucking love fried chicken so much. All right, moving on to more serious news. Cristiano Ronaldo was in the news today. The Las Vegas police requested a DNA sample following the rape allegation. Um, I'm not going to speak too much about it. I just want to report it. that That's out there. It's all over the social media and the Twitter. Uh, we did a whole pretty much podcast special about this. Me and Martin breaking down the complaint filed uh, by the uh, plaintiff in this case and you know, we just try to lay it out in an unbiased way. You know, the facts are still coming in. People want a decision right now. It's and honestly, me and Mar and our experience working in civil law as two civil paralegals, we understand this takes a very long time for everything to come out. Uh, people are saying like this proves he's guilty. It's like, well, no, they're just trying to establish evidence that sex did take place. And like, even though both parties have said like, yes, there was uh, some type of sex. Like, this is just this like. In civil court, you need to establish everything. Even if it could be the dumbest fact, you have to like be like, oh, this guy worked at an auto mechanic shop. Well, we need his employment records. Well, you know, it's pretty much just you need every single part to establish everything. So all I'm saying is just everyone just take a deep breath. Don't jump to conclusions. Um, we don't know everything. And, you know, we just need time to play this out. So and if you want more about the case, uh, we did a whole it's like in our 80s, 90s episode, Martin. I'm not sure. It's like titled like Cristiano Ronaldo rape. Yeah, something. <laughs> I think something. it's a pretty obvious title. I, I, but I don't think I put. I don't think I'd put rape in the iTunes description because I feel like that'd be. I think that'd be pretty aggressive. Um, but um, I mean, that's what the allegation is. We're not going to like sugarcoat it. That's what the allegation is. Uh, some people like Bleacher Report talked about like it's sexual assault. Like no, the, the allegation is rape. Like and, and like that's why I don't. I can't stand some outlets like Bleacher Report who've kind of like. Uh, after his mention just never talked about it again we've been open we've talked about it a few times but in, 
in just when stuff comes out. We're not like one of those everyday, like, you know, trying to get clickbait by talking about them. We're just trying to talk about it because it is news. So, yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing to remember is what Kev already kind of touched on this. The results of the DNA test, the results of the DNA sample um, is not the end all be all. It's not if, if there is a match then that does not mean Ronaldo is guilty, and it also does not mean he's innocent. This is just a fact-finding venture. It's to establish a timeline, to establish that, yes, they did have a sexual connection. Um, So, like Kev said, relax. Fucking wait till the entirety of the facts are out before you make conclusions, you fucking Mm -hmm. idiots. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what we were told to do. That's what we were taught to do. Don't Mm -hmm. leap onto one single thing and be like, don't just run with this whole fucking DNA test. Wait till everything mm. is going out there. And I, I do like what you said about how we're not generating clickbait about this. Literally, the only times Kev and I are talking about this specific uh, case is when a new piece of information comes out. Um, the first time we talked about it was the entire allegation. The second time um, we talked about it was a follow-up on the allegation. And now this has come out. Um so I really fucking urge the soccer media family not to go bananas on this, not to blow mm-hmm. it into something it, it is not and it is not yet. Just fucking report facts like you are supposed to do. Um, yeah, I, that's that's the biggest thing, Martin. I think you hit it right on the head. Just like state what's going on and let the other people interpret it for their L's. I mean, if you're a Messi fan, you probably already think the guy's guilty of sin. And, you know, Ronaldo fans probably think like, oh, no, she's just asking for money. And, I, I, you know, so everyone just take a deep breath. Just like make your own opinion. Don't let biases fall in. Just, you know, what ha- I don't know what's happened. We live in a world where you're either left or right. Like you've already made up your decision before you've even been told what you're talking about you know (laughs) so like for me like i just like to go into something with a level head and be like all right like like the whole me too movement was like you know believe that like you know which i'm like okay yeah that's fine but like should we just not like talk about everything that's going on and just immediately assume someone's guilty or not guilty that's all i'm saying and i think that's you know that's how our justice system was built up and you know um if renato does get indicted and has to be like extradited i don't know what the word is i you know i didn't take international law because i never went to law school but whatever the thing is where he might come to uh america america um i think that is extradited extradition yeah that's a great sat word for all those followers and listeners if you're in high school use that word Mm -hmm. on your sat and you automatically get into harvard Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how that worked. I should have known that before I applied to law school and didn't get in. You so. should have. Uh, damn it, be, Kev. I, that's where we went uh, wrong. If only damn, we knew we extradition. Knew extradition. <laughs> uh, all those grad and law schools I got denied from, this would have been... <laughs> if I only knew. If I only knew. Uh, what a year 2018 was. All right, guys. Um, let's move on to January transfer news. So we got a couple big hitters. Martin, I do want to say something. First reported here on Lad's podcast, we said it. Pavard would go to Bayern Munich. Yes. So, and no one six in, months ago. Yeah, no one in the soccer media is crediting us, and which is a goddamn shame because Kev, it's a I, sin. I think we're trailblazers here mm-hmm. because we went against everything we we know, and we were just like Pavard. He's a good. He's good. He's playing in Bundesliga. He had a great goal in the World Cup. Definitely going to Bayern, and everybody else was just like, "Eh, Bayern's already got a bunch of stacked defenders." Nah, Bayern snaps mm-hmm. up talents. Left, right, and middle. And, dude, I'm stoked to see Pavard at Bayern. I think he's good enough. Him and oh, Kimmich yeah. on the wings? Oh, baby. Stop it. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just excited because he played for some no-name team, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. But Stuttgart. It's fun. Oh, yeah. What a stoop guard. Thanks, Martin. But now I get to see him, even though I don't really watch Bundesliga that much, and that's why we bring on people like Critty Smith and other guests to talk about the Bundesliga, because we can't catch, like, I'll watch, like, you know, the Bayern Dortmund big match, and if it's close at the end of the race this year, I'll probably watch some, you know, but um, I'm not the craziest Bundesliga fan. Um, so that's just, you know, this will give me an excuse, because I usually just watch Bayern and the Dortmunds, usually in the Champions League, which, you know, um, to be fair, like we're a Premier League podcast for the most part, but we do our best to bring on guests and, you know, just try and talk about all of world soccer because we have fans who span from MLS to Serie A and everything. So um, this will just give people more of a chance to see his talents besides only like me and Martin being really exposed to him in the World Cup and having that wonder goal. Uh, yeah, I, I still can't get that wonder goal out of my head. Um, mm-hmm. That, I think, was one of the cleanest strikes I saw in the World Cup. And I... Am so impressed by us, Kev. But I, I want to propose uh, this question, kind of as a next soccer headline, kind of, kind of opinion yes. thing. Yes. Do you think mm-hmm. well, we've been doing this for about a year and a half, year and eight months now? Do you mm-hmm. think Some doing change. the pot, yeah, a year and six months and change? Um, do you think doing this podcast has changed the way you watch soccer? Um, I think. At least for myself, it, it has def- definitely changed the way I watch soccer um, and mm-hmm. view players and view individual stats. Because as a fan, you kind of pick and choose the best stats for you to rely on. You kind of look at your own players without any true hate and true analysis if you're just a fan. But mm-hmm. since we started this, it's felt like whenever I watch soccer, I not only look at how they are playing, but why are why they are playing this way, the different ways they could be playing, something more successful, what have you. Um, mm-hmm. And it feels to me like this entire podcast has elevated my soccer knowledge just by forced happenstance. Well, I think it's also because we're forced to talk about it so much, you know? Like, yeah. we're here, like having to make notes for every episode, having to sound like we know what we're talking about. So I think it's definitely like adapted the way I look at the game. Cause before I would just be like, I'm going to get fucking drunk and just watch my team score yeah. some goals. You know, that's how I used to watch soccer. But now I'm like, fuck, I enjoy it enough to talk about it weekly that, you know, I guess I should start learning more about the game. I guess I don't know <laughs> like that people, <laughs> that people around the world want to listen to us talk about. So, um, but yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think it's definitely turned into, um, like I've tried to be like, I think in the beginning when we first started the podcast, I tried to be like super analytical and I was reading yeah. like every, like if you listen to our early episodes, Martin, I feel like I was like, and I think both of us were like reading every single ESPN article, reading every bleach report report and like all the like different player reports and ratings and stuff and then i think like halfway through the podcast i was just like this is fucking exhausting i just want to just just once in a while make do a take and just be wrong you know like like opinions yeah like it's just so boring trying to be right all the time and And plus you can look up facts on google anytime you want and i i I genuinely think i genuinely think like if you are if you are listening to a podcast and it doesn't matter what subject it is, it could be fucking soccer or poetry. I don't I don't care what you listen to. But <laughs> is if it's a poetry just, podcast, <laughs> I don't fucking I don't, know. Probably probably twenty nineteen. Um, Do you want to start one? Do you want to start? Yeah. One? 
Okay. Yes. Actually, can we do loud Americans discussing poetry? Ladipa? Ladipa? But anyways, I, I really feel like there is a difference between a stats and facts only podcast and a podcast that couples those facts with the opinion um, that y'all have gathered on those facts. And that's what I feel like we do really well, where we'll present y'all with some facts and then give our own twist or give our own opinions. Mm. God damn it, don't park there. I can't fucking pull out. Don't oh, park. You stupid I cunt. My... I don't have reverse. Mm. I hate oh, you not stupid. being able to pull out. Uh, Martin, that's unfortunate, isn't it? Oh, you... F- uh, Hold on. I'm actually going to ask her to move her car. <laughs> oh, wait. Are you, are you stuck right now in the We're parking lot? The... Yeah, because I don't have reverse. And in oh, order to move my car from a park, right now, I actually have to well, um, just, just turn murder it on. her. Go. I'm, I'm going to go, go murder, murder her. her. We're doing okay. it live on the podcast. Hold on. We're actually okay. doing this live. Okay. Give right, me posted. Hold on. All right, Welcome hold on. in to your Action News <laughs> 9. Martin Frazier, known for his... <laughs> oh, my God. This is great. This is great radio. So, is this just some woman has parked behind you? And you no. What's... Is it a man? Hey, boss. Uh, my truck's right there. I don't have reverse, so I got to pull straight out. Is there any way you could move for me? Appreciate you. All right. Wow. Beautiful. That was yeah, no, it was responsible, Martin. That was good. Okay. No one, no one got murdered. So don't. Also, don't call the police. But if you haven't called the police about the pedophile, someone's <laughs> dead. So I'm just he saying. He looked at me like I was a goddamn fucking mugger. Granted, I I look like one because I'm well, still wearing my can, work clothes. But can you? No, another him? car just pulled in. Fuck me. Are you kidding uh, me? Oh no, oh. Martin. This this just took a bad twist. This is. <laughs> oh, you twats. Uh, this, um, can, can you just park somewhere else? Uh, well, no, because I'm parked in three spaces because I'm pulled sideways in. Well, you're an asshole then. What are you doing? I don't have reverse, and in order to start my car from a stop, I have to turn it on with the clutch pushed all the way in, engaged in first gear, and hold on, I'm asking my, uh, fuck it, I'll just uh, figure oh, it out. Oh, you're, you're a fucking idiot. <sighs> God damn it okay this is why i'm uh, fixing it tonight let's get back to soccer please Kev. all right more january transfer rumors or stuff going on higuain is reportedly heading to chelsea which is hilarious first off <clears throat> second they're gonna take a striker who is who marata who can't score goals <laughs> unless he's offside and even if he is he's still going to miss and then they're going to take Fat Man. <laughs> it's incredible. In and replace it with him? Like, it's like, all right, we're going to fix this problem of a gun and we're going to replace it with a knife. Like, I feel like there's still a problem. You know? It's putting like, tape over a goddamn dam. That's what it yeah. is. It's sticking your finger in the levee leak or whatever that uh, folktale is. Mm-hmm. The little Dutch boy putting yeah, his finger yeah, in the yeah. dam. Yes, 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 yes. He's always a little fat, has rosy cheeks. No, I know. We all know that tale. Um, We've seen that. But, mm-hmm. but what do you make of this, Martin? Higuain going to Chelsea? I just, I, it's been rumored for a while, and I always saw, I always like took it as like, this is such a joke. But if it really happens, I'm just going to, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself <laughs> seeing Higuain in the Premier League. That Chelsea blue, I mean, I mean, blue does make you look slimmer. So what do you think? That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. And God knows Gonzalo Higuain needs some slimming clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I I think this is a uh, foolish move by Chelsea. I don't really see the point in replacing a pretty shite striker with a pretty shit striker. 
Um, it's like that Spider-Man meme of Murata and goddamn Higuain looking at each other after they miss a sitter because... Hey, and you. <laughs> hey, you, it's me. It's me, it's, it's you. Me, you. Yeah, that's exactly like what they're going to... <laughs> there are so many better fucking strikers out there for them to choose from. So I, I really have no idea what this move is for. Um, I think I do think that uh, Chelsea made a pretty pretty calculated risk in bringing Morata to Chelsea for um, for the sake of transparency. I wanted Morata to come to Manchester United over Romelu Lukaku. Um, mm-hmm. But Morata has proven time and time again that he is not fit for the Premier League. Rumors are that he is returning to La Liga with Sevilla interested. Atletico Madrid are also interested. PSG are also interested. So Morata has his uh, choice of destinations. But I think Chelsea fans uh, will look back at his time at Chelsea as a failure, and I do not think bringing in Gonzalo Higuain to replace this failure is worth any penny. I really do not see any fucking upside to bringing in Higuain. Mm, no, I, Martin. No, there's just <laughs> there's just there's no upside to bringing Higuain. Besides, I mean, he's gonna score some goals, but I feel like in terms of clutch gene, he's not exactly you know in my top five if we're gonna be you know polite um i don't know and going back to like between Murata and lukaku like uh, and i'm not here to shit on lukaku at all i'm just saying lukaku has been better than Murata, but i wouldn't say like like totally significant i think you'd even admit that too right I mean, I think Lukaku is a much better player in the Premier League than Alvaro Morata. I think both of them have definitely missed opportunities that were on their plate um, and missed out on reaching their potential for both teams. But if I had to pick any team or any either player, either Lukaku or Morata, I'll pick Lukaku 10 times out of 10 in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I think both have had their struggles and you know it's just it's just you know they were so highly you know regarded as the the new number nines to take over the premier league and it hasn't really panned out exactly how for either of them especially Murata, thought it would go so um moving on uh last transfer we'll talk about arn ramsey uh supposedly leaving either in january but i now saw it's going to be the summer to juventus on a free transfer and we talked about this. We had a fan question last time from Corey Andres. He said, if he leaves, if Arn Ramsey will be an Arsenal legend. And I said, no. And uh, he replied on Twitter, actually, and he was saying, there's been several Arsenal... Po- I I thought it was everyone just thought, like, Ar- Arn Ramsey is not an Arsenal legend. But apparently a lot of Arsenal podcasts, a lot of people in the fan base are, like, upset by this. Like I like and and as an Arsenal fan, I'll be completely honest. Like I am bummed. I wish he would have lived up to better potential, and he did give me good memories. But I'm not gonna lose sleep over losing Ramsey at all. Um, and I think Juventus getting him for free is great death for their bench, and is a total Juventus transfer to get him for such a good deal. Because I do think he probably could be sold for like thirty or so million, but they're getting him for free essentially. So. Um, Martin, I don't know where you stand on this. Um, I think we both agree he's not a Arsenal legend, but um, Juventus doing great business once again. Yeah, absolutely. And on on the flip side of the coin, Arsenal once again are losing money where they should 
stand to gain money. And this kind of seems like a recurring fucking thing in the transfer window for Arsenal. Y'all sell a pretty damn decent player for next to nothing, and then he goes on to either win silverware or um, or or get better, play with a better team. So I I do think losing Ramsey is a loss for Arsenal, um, and it is a massive gain for Juventus if he does go to Juventus because as a bench player, he will be a fantastic option. Uh, but I, I gotta still completely agree with you, Kev. Aaron Ramsey is not an Arsenal legend. Calling Aaron Ramsey an Arsenal legend is approximately the same thing as calling, hmm, we can say, uh, be careful, Valencia, Valencia, or Ashley Young, mm. or, mm. uh, goddamn, fair, yeah, yeah, Raphael on Manchester United, a, legend yeah they were with the team for a long time yeah they had amazing moments for the team yeah a lot of the fan base loved them and and they were excellent players but are they legends no no they're not legends. i would i would i, I would tend to say no uh, yeah but all right now some january transfer talk uh we're going to move into our bets in the epl this weekend matchups we like matchups we don't like uh before we get into that we do have some some announcements uh for starters our lads hoodies will be available on our website starting tomorrow morning or i guess i said today it's for today, <laughs> today morning. friday uh we'll be if you're listening to this right now you can go to our website and go order a hoodie that makes sense so it's our logo on a black hoodie so uh we'll have promo pictures up on our social media um shout out to uh jess spencer who took the photos for us that was awesome uh, also, we will be having a Saturday special podcast with uh, Who Kicked the Corner Flag podcast, who I'll be recording with right after this show. Uh, they do like a game show podcast of soccer, which they have like questions and contestants or hosts of the show, co-hosts get like points for answering questions, right? It's a little fun twist on the normal podcast, soccer podcast format. So I'm getting James, Jared, and Boyce, uh, who are the hosts of that show, to come on. So they're very knowledgeable um and uh you know way way smarter than martin or i about soccer so you know it'll be a nice <laughs> like it's good to hear other voices besides me and martin's dumbass on the show so stay tuned for that that should be up saturday morning um but martin let's move in to the weekend's matchups which games are you most excited for or which games are you willing to put some money down on so ironically the game that i'm most excited for and the game that i'm willing to put some money down on is the Manchester Tottenham game? I'm Ooh. stoked for that game. I wanted, for, I wanted, I wanted to open up with that. So, mm, read my yeah, mind. Yeah, right, mm, right. Okay. I I'm absolutely stoked for the game. Um, right now, the logical part of me does not think Manchester United c- can win, but mm-hmm. the heart in me, and after watching these players improve and play their hearts out over the past uh, five six matches under Solskjaer, has given that kind of hope. That hope that, yeah, we can fucking hang. Yeah, we can play our own game against Tottenham. Yes, we're not going to fucking hang back and defend. But instead, we are going to take risks, chances. And as Solskjaer has told the Manchester United players time and time again, quote, I do not care if you win the ball. Just win it. Or I do not care if you lose the ball. Just win it back. And that is what I want to see Manchester United bring to the table on Sunday afternoon. However... Tottenham 
fucking powerhouse. No longer sneaky good. Harry Kane, I think, mm-hmm. is the best striker in the Premier League. I think Erickson is one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. I think their defense is one of the best uh, defenses in the Premier League. And I think one of, their managers are one of the best. So this is a team not to be taken lightly. Uh, obviously, they have a history of bottling um, at every possible opportunity they have. So that's a plus. I'm super excited to watch this game because I think both teams are going to try and play their own style of football. So it's going to be fun to watch, interesting to watch. And this is United's first real challenge under Solskjaer. And at the same time, bet on Manchester United. This is a new Manchester United. You can make some money on betting on Manchester United, which I haven't said at all this entire fucking year. So, woo! I'm stoked for this Uh. game. Plus, I'm watching it with uh, Kyle. My roommate, who is a uh, de facto Spurs fan, he actually is only a Spurs fan because he found out that uh, Kev doesn't like the Spurs, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, huge su- Spurs well, supporter now. Mm, Martin, funny you say that because I have money on Tottenham. So, Oof. let me. This is what I think is a comeback to earth game for Manchester United. Manchester United running high on this streak. New manager, new year, new me, Manchester United. I think Tottenham just, you know, just, you know, at Wembley Stadium brings everyone back and be like, okay, this squad does need some work, Manchester United I'm speaking of. So I think Tottenham wins this. I think it's honestly a dominant performance by Tottenham. I put the scoreline at 2-1. The score doesn't reflect how dominant Tottenham is in this because I think – Tottenham has, again, taken kind of a backseat because the new story in the Premier League has been like, oh, my God, Oakshar, Manchester United, they're flying high, beating all these teams. And, like, the competition you've faced, to be honest, hasn't been top-tier talent. And we've talked about this for weeks. This is the first real test. And I just seen Tottenham just putting up ridiculous goals against their competition. I think Tottenham wins this outright. Um, I, I do... I'm like 50-50 on who I think is going to win. So I I do think uh, Tottenham is going to have a serious chance to win this game. Um, I'm actually going to up my odds to 60-40 here. uh, Just because Tottenham is a staple of consistency under Poch. And I think um, on the field they are a better team. They've been under the same manager. They have better chemistry. But, you know, there's always a chance. It's any given Sunday. It's not football. There's a chance. You're telling me there's a chance, and you know what? I do not think Tottenham is going to dominate this game. I kind of think they may win this, but I do not think it's going to be a domination that Manchester United fans watched back in September when Tottenham came to Old Trafford and just embarrassed the piss out of Manchester United. I think this is going to be a pretty damn closely contested game. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of attacking football. I think there is going to be a couple key battles in the midfield, especially with Pogba, who is, according to Solskjaer, ready to play versus Tottenham, which is a huge boost. And I think United's defense has to be tip-top fucking shape for United to have a chance to win this game and to surprise all the all the pundits and, to be honest, all myself. All the haters. All um, the haters. Also, I will say, Graham Sunis can suck 20 dicks. Well, that goes without saying. And like, It's like him, Piers Morgan. I mean, there's a couple people on my like Billy Madison 
kill list, you know? It's like yes. <laughs> Piers Morgan. Uh, Jamie Redknapp's also one of them. Yeah, there's just a couple people I'm just like, just fuck off. Like, Piers Morgan especially. God, I hate... Like, and I hate that he's an Arsenal fan. It literally, every day I wake up and I'm like, God damn it, Piers Morgan's still an Arsenal fan. Like, Dude, I don't he's know. like the... He, he looks... I, I was thinking about actually, this. One of our questions were most punchable face. I changed you. it. I was about to say that. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking about oh our podcast God. last week, and he has the most punchable face. He has like that soft, pudgy look, and oh, just fucking he would take beady so eyes. So many punches. He would take so many punches, and he'd be like fucking mm. punching like Play-Doh and Jello. Oh, oh. cottage so cheese. Sad. Oh yeah. Uh, uh. Dude, I realized that I used to put jelly in cottage cheese when I was, like, in kindergarten. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't eaten cottage cheese in a goddamn 15-year span, I think. No, stop. Dude, you know I have a gag reflex. This is bullshit. Okay. All right. I'm, like, crying. (laughs) No, I'm, like, seriously tearing up. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Real tears. These, These real African tears. Okay. Um, any other matchups <laughs> do you like this weekend, Martin, that you'd probably put some money on? I kind of like, uh, I, oh, I, sorry, I, I, I feel like a dick. I asked you and then I'm going to talk, <laughs> um, uh, but I, I'm still going to talk. Uh, I like Arsenal minus one Oh five against West Ham. Yeah, I was going to say that at, at the, at the London stadium. I think one Oh five is a good line for Arsenal. Um, put a like you know put like a 20 on that i think arsenal definitely has that in the bag um even though west ham has been like pretty good not great but you know they're they've been more consistent since the beginning of the year um another team i kind of like i like watford at plus 229 i don't know how you feel about that against crystal palace uh i would you know both of those teams have had a decent uh run of form this entire year uh and a surprising run of form to be perfectly honest with y'all I would take Watford over Crystal Palace for plus 225 any day of the week. I think those teams mm-hmm. are evenly matched. And is it at Vicarage Road? Maba? Uh, I think it is at... Where Where are you? Where, where is where, you? Where art thou? Um, Staff department. Where are they? They are at... Oh, Selhurst Park. So Crystal Palace. All right. Uh, still. Still. I, I'd pick Watford any day of the week there. I just really like how Watford plays. And I, mm. I feel like I bring this up maybe once every three months. But can mm. you imagine if Watford didn't sell Igalo? Do you remember Igalo playing up uh, top with Troy Deeney like three years ago so before his bitch ass fun. went to China? Yeah. Uh, so fun. Oh, speaking, we didn't mention this in January transfers, but Carrasco. Oh. Oh, 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 I was going to say Carrasco wants to leave the Chinese Super he- League, so... Good. Um, that's that's the big. Well, yeah, good first. Um, and also, Oscar's still there. I forget he's just lingering out in the. Chinese he ruined his career. He ruined yeah. his career. But if Carrasco leaves, China already has someone else to replace him. Apparently, Marco mm. Arnautovic, his brother and agent, told West Ham that he wants to leave this transfer window and, and wants to go to China. Dick. Suck a suck dick. Suck twenty dicks. You're in turmoil, and Ooh. Arsenal's about to play them. But I will Bitch. say, Kev. <laughs> I will say, and I, I'm pretty sure you agree with me. If you go to China, you can never be considered a great player. Yeah, unless you're like, reti- like unless you're like Iniesta, yes. and like, yes. and he's like, and he's like 40, and he goes there. 
Agreed. Then you, Agreed. But yeah. if you go to China in your prime, you will never be a great or good player in my book. You will be yeah. a bitch ass. Yeah, like Oscar. And, like, you know, I don't hold anything against him in terms of, like, getting a paycheck, doing royalty yeah, yeah. right for your oh, yeah. doing doing what's right for your family. We only have a certain amount of time on this planet. Get as much money as you can. Fucking suck out as much as you can like a vampire. Um, so I have nothing. I, I honestly, you want to go get a paycheck? That's fine. But I will tell you, you are not going to be in any type of top list of, like, play. You know, like, I'm not going to be, like, um, in terms of, like, legacy, that's pretty much out the window. But that's fine. Go get your paycheck. I have nothing against that. Oh, dude, I, I totally agree with you there. Like, I'm I'm happy for Oscar. He came out with a, uh interview, I think, right before the World Cup when he was snubbed from the Brazilian squad. It was like, I do not care. I, I need to I'm work rich, for my family. Biatch. I'm rich. I only have a certain amount of years to work for my family, which, you know, power to you, Oscar. Fucking go do you, boo-boo. I fucking love that shit. Take care of your family. But at the same time, recognize that your legacy is shit. You left Chelsea as, in my opinion, one of the best players on Chelsea. I fucking loved watching Oscar in the Prem and went to China to get a pay grade. So, yeah. So, if you want to go to China to get a paycheck, good on you. Take care of your family. But just know I'm going to talk some shit about your soccer skills because you are yeah, a bitch ass. Oh, it's 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 coming. Don't worry. Um, also, Batshuayi might return to Chelsea, so that might solve he all is. the striker, striker problems he for Chelsea. Is for, uh, for Valencia. So uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I would love to see Bats back in the Premier League. You know, he did score the winning goal for Chelsea to win the league. People forget. Um other matchups that I'm excited for. Uh, I'm all right. This is the game not to bet on because this is my game. Do not touch. Do not look at it. Just watch it. Southampton versus Leicester. Southampton is a wild card right now. I cannot predict if they're going to be amazing or not. And it's Leicester at I believe Leicester at home. Let me check. But that is a match. I I don't put any money on that. Don't even look at it. Don't talk about it. Don't. You know, just 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 watch because that's a game. I I you know it's at King Power. It's at home. But if you're trying to pick a winner, I see a draw here. I I I wouldn't touch this with a wooden stick. No. Yeah. Um. The hatred against Southampton has kind of lessened in my camp since the hiring of their new coach. Uh, dude's kind of. Who stopped? He's all right. Who could stop? Yeah. He's kind of all right. Like, he's excited. Mm-hmm. He's he's a smart coach. He's got Southampton righted, which is fucking incredible. Uh, but, Ooh, yeah, that's Martin. that's kind of a toss-up, dude. This is Go. the revenge revenge game for Claude Puel. Ooh. Yeah. So, actually, do I put my money on Leicester? I'm probably going to put my money on Leicester. Puel's going to want to put some pain on some fucking Saints. He's going to kill some motherfucking saints like the Eagles are this weekend. Um, Fuck yeah. Oh, uh, God. Uh, I love football. F- and football, I, soccer football. Dude, I'm scared. Football's, American football is about to be done. And uh, I'm That's not ready got the for prep. that, Kev. I'm mm-hmm. not ready for That's that darkness. But uh, let's hit the last couple matches. We have the expected demolition by Liverpool against the Gay Seagulls on Saturday mm-hmm. morning. Unless you think the gay Honestly, seagulls can pull off something miraculous. Um, the unofficial gay capital might become the official gay capital when Liverpool gets done with them. Um, it's Ooh, going a to butt be, fucking. Yeah, it's going to be a real... 
double penetration. It's gonna. It's not gonna be fun. <laughs> it is not gonna be fun for those sequels. Like, uh, I, I honestly, I see this ending like three nil. I think the starters will be rested. Uh, yeah, Mane, Firmino, and Salah are all going to play in this match, and it's not going to be pretty whatsoever. Um, and then the other match, Martin, we have is Manchester City versus the Wolverhampton Wandering Wolves. Again, I think. Manchester City are going to put a hurting on the Wolves because the Wolves are riding high after upsetting Liverpool. They're going to they're like they put all their emotion into that FA Cup game. Manchester City is going to take advantage of that and just put some whooping, open a can of whoop ass. See, I disagree. So Wolves, we've talked about them this entire year as being giant killers. They just mm-hmm. knocked Liverpool out of the FA Cup. Right. They have fucking beaten a couple top, top six teams. They tied right. versus Manchester City and Manchester United. They are the giant killers. And Pep Guardiola just is coming off of a 10-0 demolition of Burton, which, in my opinion, was a little much. Chill the fuck out, dude. But um, I I could see Wolves fucking holding it on. Holding on to it, fucking just playing their own game, doing what they do best, disrupting those passing rhythms that the top six team teams usually find with ease versus the uh, middle side teams. But I think Man City's still going to win, but I don't think it's going to be a demolition. Wolves will fight. The wandering Wolverhampton Wolves of Wolverhampton will fight to the last fucking whistle. And you know what? I could see them making this a game for City. I think it's going to be a 2-1 game. City comes out on top. Um, yeah, I mean, if you told me City's going to win this, then yes. I. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty easy uh, agreement. Yeah, I. that's who I have winning this pretty much outright. So, um, all right, Martin, are you ready for some fan questions? Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. Let's get it. All right, I'm done. I can't. All right, first <laughs> question comes from the Soccer Swap, at Soccer Swap on Twitter. Make sure to follow us, us on Twitter lads underscore podcast the soccer swap says with Dembele looking set to head to China will Tottenham strengthen in January or is the ongoing stadium issue and apparent rising costs going to see them go to transfer windows with no incomings um yeah Tottenham's not signing anyone I'm sorry to you know spoil the party for Spurs fans but I don't see in I if they didn't sign in the summer, what makes you think they're going to sign in January? Like, guys, come on. Um, yeah, Ryan, I think Poch already. I think Poch has already came out and said that he does not expect any new signings this January. I know the Spurs are targeting a kid in the Bundesliga as Dembele's replacement, but he's like 22, so I think they're just going to keep tabs on him. Probably not transferring anyone for the next four years, and then get him when he's 24. You know, the mm-hmm. Tottenham way. Ah, oh, I love it. Get them for like $2 million. Okay, next right. question. Uh, Corey Andres, frequent questioner of the show, at Corey Andres 27. God, I'm so stuffed. I don't know why I get so stuffy by the end of the podcast. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, which was the bigger upset? Liverpool's loss to the Wandering Wolves of Wolverhampton or the Alabama loss to Clemson? Um, I would say Bama. the Wolves. Oh, really? Oh, 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 not the loss, not the loss itself, the way Bama lost. That's the, that's the uh, key okay. factor. Like I never in a million years thought Nick Saban and Alabama would be embarrassed by bitch ass Dabo Sweeney and Clemson. 
Oh, uh, also, can we get Imagine Dragons and Little Wayne to do the Champions League final halftime? No, no. Look, fuck no. Look, there isn't a goddamn <laughs> mini soccer game in the middle of a concert. Stop putting music in goddamn sports. Watch sports. Well, it's if you, gonna, it's if going you to go happen, to sports Martin, to watch if I music, had to fuck pick you. Someone, I'm fuck going you. To pick. No. Um, no, just get- no halftime shows anymore. Unless it's or- uh, goddamn Justin Timberlake and what's her name? Goddamn oh, boob. Janet Jackson. Thank you. You're welcome. I had Tina Turner in my head, and I was just like, I know it's not her. I very, know it's not her. Very, I know it's not her. Very wrong. Very, very wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, next is Lawrence LaBruce. He says, I know you guys don't follow La Liga MX. That's Mexico La Liga. <laughs> I knew that. Um, on the podcast, but would love for you to look at the Tigres new kit they came out with and give your opinion. Uh, I'm Martin, I just looked it up. It's it's looks pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie, it's just like striped and like with blue and I I you know I'm really bad at describing things you know via sight, but via um, sight. <laughs> um, but I don't know, Tigres pretty 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 dope they have a lot of sponsors on their jerseys though they yeah they're like, like they look, uh like they look like russian NASCAR. hockey teams yeah also <laughs> <works>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not nascar bad but yeah no pretty dope um i don't i don't even know where they show la liga mexico on do you know do you know what channel they show that is it like yeah, espn sometimes BN. or oh, is it BN? espn deportes and bn b-i-b-e-i-n or bn whatever however you mm-hmm. pronounce that oh Oh, breaking news. Uh, fucking Josie Mourinho is coming back to our main screens. This is so exciting to be a commentator for a Chelsea match sometime in late January on B. Word. Dude. <laughs> All right. We got to fucking stream it, that. Dude, I I need this. I need to pump that shit right into my veins. I am so excited to see Josie Mourinho commentate Chelsea. Are you kidding me? Or at least <laughs> give us like post-match like thoughts. Oh. He's just going to be like, uh, and if Chelsea loses, you'd be like, you know, I know a guy for the job who used to manage there. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> oh, what if he God. turns into Romo and just retires and then becomes a commentator and he's just brilliant at commentating and makes people not hate him? Dude, I would love that. I mean, he, I think he really needs some new PR. So I yeah, think he does. That would, so I think that would be the perfect solution. All right, moving on to our Instagram questions at uh, Lads Podcast on Instagram. Make sure to give us a follow. Uh, first question comes from Chris Davis. He says, do you think Chelsea will really get rid of Morata for Higuain? I mean, Chris, we really hope maybe. not. <laughs> but it's it's a strong maybe right now. Um, but it's like like one poison for another. I don't know. Like Not as like a personality, but like, you know what I'm trying to say? like One shitty poison for another shitty poison. Yeah, it's like you're getting kicked in your left ball instead of your right. You know, like, yeah, that's that I, sums it up brilliantly. It still sucks. Thank you. It's just yeah, a it's different like, kind of suck. <laughs> you're still getting kicked in the balls. All right, next question <laughs> uh, comes from Shopa AJ, the host of Two Foot Talk, uh, another soccer podcast. Very good, very much like this. Very laid back and just guys shooting the shit. You know, I, you know that's my that's my you know that's my shout out to Shopa. Um, he says, yeah, why does Watford always look so good to bet on by the end of by? I'm fucking stupid. Why does Watford always look so good to bet on, but they end up breaking my heart every week? Uh, you know, I think it's the uniforms. Well, Ooh. also the sports. But, like, it's something about the black and yellow, you know? And the moose it's, hornets. It's that mm, mystery. You're just like, yeah. ooh, what is a moose hornet? 
And Troy I'll Deeney bet on it. is Troy Deeney is such an alpha that I'm just like, dude, I feel like that guy could just will a team to beat anyone. I don't know. I just feel like Troy Deeney has these fucking balls that can just like just teabag anyone. It doesn't matter I think who. He referred to it as cojones um, mm-hmm. in a certain interview about Arsenal. Well, uh, no, no, I don't know what team he was talking about, <laughs> but it uh, could have been any team he was talking about. All right, next question comes from Alex Sanchez underscore nine five seven. He says. What are your thoughts on the official signing of Tata Martino to Mexico? Well, awesome for Mexico. Congrats. Um, but it's a big loss for the MLS, you know. I think he was such, uh, you know, he really brought so much uh, charisma, character to Atlanta, United FC. Obviously, they were the story of the MLS this year. They were the most high-flying team and, you know, it kind of bumps me out because I was really getting into like, you know, Atlanta United FC and then they lost their coach and, you know, I'm still all about, and we had Kelly and Jay from the unrelegated uh, pod podcast. Awesome guys. Awesome podcast about MLS and Atlanta. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a great signing by Mexico first off, but second, I would say that it's a big loss for the MLS and for like club soccer. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think Tata Martinez in the MOS was the smartest and most advanced coach in the entirety of the MOS. The way he played soccer, the way he coached his teams was almost based on a South American or European model where MOS seems to be stuck in an American model of, of tactics and style of play. And so, yeah, this is a huge fucking loss for the MOS community and MOS's growth. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta United has kind of been the uh, the spotlight of MOS in the recent two years that they've been alive. The standard, they have really, they yeah, are the standard. Exactly, exactly. And so losing Tata Martinez, I think, really makes them lose such an a huge identity of the way they play and of the team they are. But like you said, for Mexico, absolutely brilliant. Um, I mm-hmm. genuinely could not think of a more suited coach. For that team, uh, experienced, just just yes. awesome, just just great, great. You know, just took them two seconds to find a great coach. Took the fucking U.S. like a year and a half. So, uh, you know, all this talk about keeping a wall away from these guys—they seem great. They seem pretty. <laughs> they seem they seem pretty. They seem pretty smart. I don't know. Also, I think we should be. Side note: Apparently, <laughs> no, you can saw no, through the no, walls. No. Nope, we're not getting into it. We're not getting into it. I'm just saying. Just bring all the Mexican soccer players. We'll create a super team. Fuck yeah! Our, go immigration. Uh, all right, guys. Our hoodies come out tomorrow or today. Fuck me. So if you want to go buy one of our lads' hoodies, go do it. It'd be awesome. Um, also, check out our Patreon. We have a Patreon channel, uh, patreon.com slash ladspodcast. If you love the show, please support us. Help this thing. Keep rolling. Uh, we're going to work on it. There's not a lot of stuff on there, but it's just literally just to help us pay for all the software and all the hosting and all the things and so I can make more merchandise and stickers so you guys can put it on your shit and wear it. Um, um, also make sure to subscribe, tell your friends, everyone to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google play everywhere you can find us. And we also work with stadium scene. Stadium scene is a great place for all your parking restaurants and bar finding to all your favorite sporting events. Martin, is that everything? Uh, yeah, I think the thing that we need to close up on is fly, Eagles fly. Go birds. Bye guys. Talking to my